My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a treehouse on the Londolozi Game Reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo, as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 25. Sidetracked. Journal entry. I am missing all my friends. In my mind, I find myself composing long Legends of the Fall type letters on a fake typewriter. Dear friends, I am doing as well as can be expected. The nights here grow colder. I think of you often and wish I could share this place with you. Maybe when the war is over we will return here and make it our home. There is something deep about missing people and actually staying in the feeling of missing them rather than turning to WhatsApp. It's as if the longing can carve something into you. Last night I ran for an hour in the late afternoon light. When I got back to the camp, a herd of elephants were feeding all around it. There was no way to thread the needle through the grazing pachyderms, so I just sat tight, listening to their branch cracking and elephant gurglings. What can be tricky with a spread out breeding herd of elephants is that they keep appearing out of the thickets. You think they're all in front of you and then one appears behind you. Eventually, my scent permeated the area on the cooling air and all their trunks went up like periscopes. Then the matriarch led them off in a good solid march. The daily presence of the elephants has become something I really look forward to. Their arrival at midday for a swim and a drink makes me feel warm, like when you have a nice daily ritual of seeing friends. I went up into the tree and had a kettle shower, and between the late afternoon light on the river and the post-run endorphins, I had a burst of pure elation, a wild peak experience, to be healthy and fit and free in the wild. I think I've lost weight, and my beard appears substantial reflected in the coffee pot. I still usually eat one meal a day, and then around that I eat fruit and avocados and raisins. It's very nice when fresh fruit gets dropped. Papaya, or pawpaw as we call it in South Africa, is basically nature's ice cream. Barring a few noticeable days when I've been tired, I have a very steady stream of energy. I think in the 25 days I've had two where I felt like I needed to rest a bit. 
only mention that because it's noteworthy. I once heard that the feeling you have as you open your eyes in the morning is the marker of if you are in balance. You should wake up feeling refreshed and ready to go. And that's how I feel every morning when my eyes pop open. My clothes have to have reached a truly feral point before I change them or wash them. And it's been even more tricky with the brown water of the river. Around the camp I mostly just wear a pair of shorts all day so I can feel the sun and the breeze on my skin. I go to sleep early and wake up early. An easy nightly nine hours. And all through the night I wake up and watch how the stars have moved across the sky through the branches of the tree. I have an astrologer friend in Santa Barbara who considers the stars her personal friends. And I, I'll say I'm not sure I'm at that level, but their movement across the sky marks my nights with some kind of cosmic order. The mattress in the tree may be the best bed in the world. I even like how the heavy morning dew dampens the blankets, but I'm very warm underneath. I keep thinking about how St. Francis was a renunciate, and yet he is still the primary driver to this day of the Assisi economy. In solitude, I have spoken to more people each day than ever before. Who'd have known? Life has its own very unexpected plans for us. Some people have written worried that the daily recordings may take me from retreat. But in truth, I want you to know that I'm grateful for it, as it's been a place where I feel how some spirit is gifting me this experience. Every day, it's given to me by nature. And the show is a form of meditative attention. And I'm extremely grateful to co-create it with all of you. So thank you. The news of the day is that a mating pair of leopards were sighted. They were in a small Tamburti grove. The female was very agitated at the male's lack of interest. Every few minutes she would begin to growl and then saunter over to the male and lash his face with her tail and then rub up against him. Her energy was a mixture of being sexy and a little irritated that he was so dull. Once she even clawed him on the head. If he didn't respond in about a minute, she would set off like, you had your chance, and go lie in the long grass. Ten minutes later, she would be back, and the whole seduction would begin again. On two occasions, the male actually made it onto his feet, but then ran out of steam and flopped down again. This was very frustrating to the female, and the intensity of her growls grew with each failed attempt at love. Once mating commences, they will mate every few minutes for a few days. The mating itself involves a fair amount of biting and clawing, but this was not getting to those levels of passion. There is a distinctive growl that is made when mating actually commences. Huh, there's a sentence you didn't expect to hear today. There's a distinctive growl that is made when mating actually commences. What I'll do is I'll go back in the afternoon and walk through that area where I saw them, and I'm sure I will hear the telltale signs if her seduction is finally rendering some fruit. If the mating is successful, in about 110 days, the mother will find a secluded spot, maybe in a rocky outcrop or somewhere secret in the river, and have her cubs. One of the most magical things you can see on a safari is a mother leopard with her cubs. The cubs are very active, 
and have a tendency for getting themselves into trouble, stuck up a tree, catching a lizard, trying to eat a whole tortoise. Leopard cubs are always interesting to watch. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I really hope this female can get this male to pick up his game because leopard cubs on the reserve are always worth hoping for. My quest to track a big bull elephant and spend the whole day with him has still not happened. It keeps getting interrupted by lion tracks or pegasus rhino. I realize these are not things to complain about. Basically, if your biggest problem is that you couldn't track an elephant because you got sidetracked by lions, well, then you're fine. <laughs> you, you don't have anything to really worry about. Still, this is a mission that remains high on my priority list. I would like to follow a huge bull, one that has maybe walked hundreds of miles into the fever tree forests of the northern Pafuri, or been deep into Mozambique. Maybe a bull that has crossed all the arterial rivers of the Kruger National Park. Wow, an animal like that has presence. He has on his own wrinkled feet walked the ancient paths of his ancestors through hundreds of miles of wilderness. That's an animal that to me it would be a privilege to spend time with. There are myths of elephants that used to frequent the eastern seaboard of southern Africa, standing on the beaches, communing with whales out to sea. I've never seen that, but I think it's a beautiful image. One thing is for sure, these animals exist in a dimension of consciousness beyond the verbal mind. In a state of no future or no past. In the state that all the spiritual practices try to help humans attain. Yes, I think I could learn a lot from an elephant. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.